Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. While there's never a bad time to revisit classic works of theater, right now a production of The Trojan Women is all too relevant. The company, The New Collectives, is currently presenting the work at the Center at West Park under the direction of returning podcast guest Rachel Dart. But they're not just producing a show. They're working to extend theater's impact far beyond the stage. I sat down with Rachel, along with New Collective's artistic director, Giverny Petit-Mermet, sound designer, Elizabeth May, dramaturg, Taylor Beidler, and assistant director, Alex Goody, after a recent performance. I'll let them explain. Take a listen. I'd like to start with everyone's name on the mic, and we will start with the producer slash Andromache. Uh, Giverny Petit-Mermet. And uh, you did what on this show? I just told them what you did. Um, I am playing the role of Andromache, and I am also the artistic director of the New Collectives and was one of the lesser producers on this show. Less, there's no such thing as a lesser well, producer. Well, I wasn't the lead producer. <laughs> we also have... Elizabeth May. What did you do? I wrote some music and taught it to people. Yeah. Welcome back to... Rachel Dart. I directed the play. My name is Taylor Beidler, and I am the dramaturg for the play. I am Alex Goody, and I'm the assistant director. And uh, obviously the show is The Trojan Women. Um, this is the Brennan Kelly, is that his name? Kennelly. 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 I, oh, man. I have to edit myself and not embarrass myself talking about playwrights. Um, <laughs> the, the adaptation, uh, very much like a much more modern uh, translation, but we are at, uh, what is this, the Center for, at West Park, right? Is that how I say this? Center at West Park. I'm like screwing everything up, and you'd think uh, I should probably. I don't know. Do I have to start this over again? You know, I actually did. uh, Yeah, full disclosure, I sound designed, so I should know these details a little better than I'm (laughs) giving across here. Um, But I I often like to start with, um, you know, like what's the play about? And it's the Trojan Women. So if you're listening to this, you probably know what the Trojan Women is about. However, you might not have uh, a, an idea of what the New Collectus is doing here. So, um, Rachel and uh, Jeev, can you give us, like, what is, what is the idea behind this particular production of the Trojan Women? And along with that, give me a sense of why oh, we God. do the Trojan Women in 2017. Well, that part's easy. I'll start with that part. Um, okay, so we do the Trojan Women in 2017 because <clears throat> the sad fact is that... Uh, Women who are displaced by uh, war and conflict is always going to be a subject that's relevant. Um, and it continues to be relevant each and every day, um, you know, with, with various refugee crises that are happening um, all over the world. Um, so, I mean, Jeeve can speak to this more than I can because she selected the season. Uh, but that's, that's my um, feeling about why we do the Trojan Women in 2017. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we came upon our idea for the 2017 season, for the season of Giving Back, based on this show. Um, Because last spring, when, like, the Syrian refugee crisis really came to a head, at least in the news, um, I sort of was like, oh, this play. Let's do this play, because this is happening right now. And also, like, we have people in a space, and they can, maybe we can figure out a way for them to give something back or learn something about the world we're all in and sort of create a community and also give back financially to organizations and who are helping these larger causes that, as much as art is wonderful and, I believe, can change the world, it also, like, 
it's good to give money to charities. A couple bucks <laughs> that are like anybody. doing yeah. the sure. actual on the ground work. So for me, I really wanted to treat this play like a contemporary text. Um, and, you know, I, I very much sort of shy away from any like capital D Greek acting. Um, and one of the things that's so beautiful about this adaptation is how contemporary the language is. Um, you know, he's done many smart things. He split up the Greek chorus among individual women, which has been tremendously helpful for me personally um, in my sort of staging and concept for the play. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we wanted this, all, all of us, I think, wanted this to feel very much like of this moment and feel contemporary um, and like this is happening in the present day because it, it is. Also, along with uh, this more modern uh, language, we also have uh, modern song, which is really fun. And I'm glad you decided to stay with us, Ime, because I want to, I want to, you know, hear more from you. Like, why? Uh, thankfully, we got to work together on this, which was really fun. Um, but really, I was providing uh, a, something of a sound bed to the um, beautiful music that you've created, and you gave me the sound bed. So all I did is I hit play on speakers. How did you get these songs to fit into a classic story in a modern way? Well, I think that the Greek, the idea of the Greek chorus uh, in our play is being split up between a bunch of different people, but then we sort of reference it in this group singing sort of feeling, and I wanted everything to feel almost like um, a folk song from a country that you haven't been to, maybe, you know? <laughs> um, I wanted to feel like music that was really motivated by what was happening to the women, like a, you know, a song of s sorrow or something that was getting them to a place uh, rather than just like stopping the action. Uh, and one of the little tricks that I <laughs> used was building everything around this drone so that this drone is playing throughout the entire uh, production, well, m mostly, and you were able to build your sound cues uh, all over that thing. And then we can just kind of start singing without ever realizing that, you know, oh, music is now happening. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. a, it's not like Oklahoma where it's like, oh, we have to sing our feelings now. It's yeah. more, it's just, it, it doesn't, it, it feels much more organically mm -hmm. erupting. Yeah, that's a, definitely a value of mine in, in whatever music in theater that comes together, is that it should feel like it's coming out of something real. Like the idea that there are no longer any more words to say, so we must sing, feels right to me, but, oh, like, yeah. but let's find a, you know, a more modern and more um, grounded way to do that. At least that's what I'm going for in making this music. And I love that we, I very rarely have a, a dramaturg. And like, even on the show, um, mm. <laughs> I, I mean, a show is in a production, not just go see a show, the podcast upon which we are talking right now. Mm. Um, so it's great to have you here. I to, feel honored. You should. <laughs> yeah. uh, and as well as the assistant director, which is really great. So talk to me about like what, I feel like dramaturgy and assistant direction are such wonderfully generative and helpful things to have on a production, especially an independent theater production where everyone's like, well, we, we barely pay anybody or if we pay them at all, so we can't have anybody doing this sort of work. And um, 
it means you miss out on a whole bunch of really great stuff. Um, this is the Independent Theater Podcast, so I like to talk about uh, why do you feel it is really, really great that you were here, um, <laughs> other than the fact that this is a, a baller team. Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, I, I feel really uh, fortunate to be here and be a part of this process because it allowed me to actually pursue my own practice of dramaturgy. I believe uh, dramaturgy is just as much a practice as is an art. Um, you can't really progress unless you're in in the trenches doing it. So um, uh, my leading question going into this project is was a uh, what's that intersection between art and activism without becoming hashtag activism? So what I've been doing is in addition to being you know, a part of the rehearsals and supplementing research, which is a traditional dramaturg's role. I've also worked alongside our education and outreach coordinator, Aaron Maxson, who is not here with us, but very much here in spirit. Um, and we are, um, we've curated three post-show forums with um, community uh, and organization leaders um, specifying in um, refugee centers, um, Immigrant, immigration lawyers, we have PhD candidates um, who also identify as artists and activists. So I'll, you know, it's very easy to wake up every morning in the year 2017 and feel absolutely helpless and shut things off. And what I'm trying to do is create a live conversation um, and telling you about that on a live podcast <laughs> uh, that will provide uh, resources and have that opportunity to make human connection that only theater can do. So come on Thursdays, tune in. <laughs> yeah, this That's really right. feels like the, the moment, kind of all the things that the new collectives do has come to a head in terms of we're doing a production, we're having our outreach, we have our like community building, we're raising money for um, Bond Street Theater and the UN Refugee Agency. And so it just feels like everything's kind of coming together in this really great way that I think hopefully will inspire activism and community. It's, I mean, I, the, the production is lucky to have you doing that work. It's too often dramaturgy is just not there, which is so... Um, Let this be a call to arms. Amen. <laughs> this is what, I was More trying to say it, I was trying yes. to say it subtly and you just went for it. Like, Why not? Like a good dramaturg should. Like, yeah. this is what it means. It's this too is what it late does. in the night not to go straight to the point. Yes. Right. That's very true. I just have to say we claim Taylor. We claim her. Right. I mean, she can work with other people, but we claim her. <laughs> doesn't have to be a monogamous dr dramaturgical right. relationship. No, we're uh, getting friendship tattoos later, so that's a thing. This is why, yeah, that's... <laughs> this is why you may stay. wasn't to be on the podcast. It's because she's got to go get a tattoo. Yeah. Like, I'm going to yeah, get a dope-ass tattoo, tattoo and after Trojan Women. ADing right. um, with this company, talk to me. Um, well, it's been, <laughs> well, it's, it's been actually very, very great. And it's, um, supplemented my own love for directing and like I studied acting and musical theater when I was in school. And so being able to work with a, um, you know, I've worked with Rachel before and what I really love working about her is, um, 
is the collaboration aspect and sometimes being an assistant you know sometimes it is coffee runs and taking notes and you know picking up someone's laundry and like that is sometimes the job you and never pick up my laundry production laundry perhaps but. yeah for, yeah perhaps which i mean i have picked up costumes and like but that's kind of the joy of it is that an assistant director's job is very it's very hands-on you know you one day you are taking notes next day you are you know picking up uh, you know, set pieces or costumes, or you know, I'm spraying the cast members' hands with <laughs> like fake dirt. <laughs> so, um, Which looks money, by the way. Yeah, thank you, really thank you very much. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I just. I love that I'm describing dirt as money. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. It's like it is nice dirt. dirt, and apparently makes great zombies. In case anyone's interested, um, <laughs> oh, that, spray on dirt. Very zombie horror tonight. Oh my gosh! Well, that's come, the goal, you know. Come see the show. If you want to know what the shame train is. And if you wanted, can, can you say? Can we say the term? I'll cut this. If you, can we? Can we ex peek behind the curtain? What do you call the chorus? Oh, I would call them the lady clump, <laughs> um, because they are a bunch of five wonderful ladies, and I they're often in a in a clump. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, one very uh, beautifully one, staged. Yes, one very moment. beautiful, evocative clump that Ime created mm -hmm. um, and then many sort of fearful clumps through the rest of the play. Like it's like variant in, akin to the like Fosse clumps really. If oh you guys yeah. Mm -hmm. just, like, That's right. Yeah. See some Bob Fosse moves <laughs> <laughs> meets Trojan women. That's that doesn't right. happen. <laughs> but some beautiful movement, movement work thankfully uh, from our uh, movement oh, director Carrie. Any any last thoughts anyone wants to throw on Mike while we're uh, while we're here? Come see our play. Come see the yeah. show. Come see the show. It's think? not like Keening the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, guys, Greek tragedy is awesome. It's dope. It's the only theater that I've seen in a really long time that just like lets you have really big emotions like like revenge feelings and like intense anger and catharsis just, yeah it's like all kinds all of catharsis it. and it doesn't apologize for it it's like kind of refreshing to not have to be like i feel sad should i feel sad no <laughs> no yeah so if feel you want to actually like feel your feelings and be like fuck yeah i feel my feelings come yeah. see the show I can dig that. Can you, we, that's going to be the new slogan. Fuck yeah, feel your feelings. <laughs> that's the new... We've we found a few of them throughout tech. So, yeah. Um, we, the show is, of course, The Trojan Women. We are at uh, the Center at West Park. We run... Th when do we run through? November 18th. Yeah, the last week before Thanksgiving. So. Tickets and more... Info oh. Yeah, it's Wednesday through Saturday, 8 p.m. all shows. And tickets and more information can be found at www.thenewcollectives.com. <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. <laughs> that was your NPR voice. That was my I was going to say, we're, we're interviewing new interviewers for Go See a Show. Are you interested? <laughs> totally. I can also BBC voice if you want me to. Yeah, I love it. Uh, thank you all so much for doing this. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Giverny, Rachel, Elizabeth, Taylor, and Alex for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch The Trojan Women at the Center at West Park's Balcony Theater, 165 West 86th Street in Manhattan through November 18th, 2017. Head to thenewcollectives.com for a link to tickets and more information. And thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're getting out of here. Thanks, y'all.